0: Instead of spending 10 hours checking your phone and getting angry and going, write a show or try something. And I think, hey, the pandemic's over. Uh, Our job is important and fun. Uh, We have a really great opportunity as entertainers in 2023 to entertain people. And I think magic will be better if we do that. I think uh, the world can be a little bit better if we do that. And uh, I think that would be really cool. There are guys. They do magic. magic. They are the Magic Guys.
1: Yeah. Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast, the place where dreams come true, but only... If you've got your Magic Guys mugs and badges, you know what I'm saying? If oh, you yeah. don't have them, well, tough. We don't actually sell merch. so. But join <laughs> on in. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Josh, anything you want to add to the whole rant that I'm going on here?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, we actually do sell merch, uh, themagicguysshow.com. <laughs> <laughs> so please do go there at some point. But otherwise, no, that's it. That's it. It's good to see Bob here first. Bob Possible makes it possible for us to have viewers. Can we appreciate it. <laughs> Bro how and the hell are you you're in New Zealand you're doing the 365 it's uh it's got to be going bananas right now but I mean uh, I think we all know how you're going cuz we're all watching your videos every day but like how are you going by still doing it all
1: uh I'm not struggling with doing the 365 I've, but I have found like it's a little bit hard to manage doing all the shows that I have to do here in New Zealand, being in a different mm. country and then also doing the 365 as well as trying to make shorts and stuff for my other channels. There's like a load of work to do. But Whew. it's not as bad as you would think because, uh, like I said, I have that previous experience of having done it before. So, i you know, I'm coping.
2: And you're doing a podcast as well. so that, And I'm doing a podcast know, as well. Just to add, yeah. Hey, and there's a, is there a little competition between you and Mika, between vlogging, like just on a friendly level? Are you like, oh, what did he, how did he edit today?
1: No, not really. I think uh, I think the main motivation is that because he's still going, I'm still going. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like neither one of us can give up because neither one of us wants to lose to the other person. So.
2: that's true. You got yeah. yeah. You got that camaraderie. You know, someone else is going through it, so. Exactly. That's awesome. And,
1: and Josh is starting soon, which is fantastic.
2: <laughs> Sheesh. right look, I'm, I'm glad to say I'm busy with uh, with doing shows at the moment, touring with Showman. And speaking of which, one of the uh, co-creators, co-producers of the show, whom I looked this up, and it was the 5th of January last year when we last had him on the podcast. Um, oh, wow. It's crazy. He's a good friend of ours. He's since been on the show, produced many other shows as well. And he's actively in touring different shows as well as producing others. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Christopher Wayne. Uh.
1: <laughs>
2: Yo, there he is. Hello. Say hi to all your fans.
0: Yeah, I just did.
2: <laughs>
0: Both of you. <laughs> it's how great you to Chris? see you, and it's—I can't believe it's been over a year.
1: I actually can't believe that since we did this. It's, yeah, man, that's how they—that's uh, how they go. That time flies, man, when you're working non-stop. <laughs>
0: well, that wasn't the case last year. Let me tell you, I wasn't working non-stop last year at all. Um, but time still flies, doesn't it?
2: It sure does, man. And uh, I'd have thought then, and it's fleeting. But we'll have questions coming in as well from our friends at the same time. But, uh, yeah, you've been up to heaps since since we last chatted on here. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I can't believe we're still doing the podcast a year later. That's what I was going to say. That's, uh... Uh, can
0: I congratulate you guys? You, got, like, you, you guys are both the ultimate hustlers. And I think the best example of that is, is your Instagrams, where you're building up this audience, Josh, on YouTube with your vlogs and stuff and Jason with your IG. You guys, are, you both started on the, like, in the dirt and you planted this shit and then every single day – you don't stop and you do the same with this show and you're standing here a year later with more viewers than ever and uh that says so much about you guys and i'm sure there's a lesson in there about how important it is to make regular content that i i'm old so i can't get my head around that but congratulations
1: thanks bro
2: thanks man we appreciate it give ourselves a little applause thank you everyone now we just got to figure out how to make that make money but anyway (laughs) Not the point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, we can almost monetize soon, right?
2: <laughs> that's true. That's true. We hit, we cracked 800 subs last week. So, give it five years, we'll be for this
1: for this show.
0: Yeah,
2: that's right. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's amazing. Congratulations. uh who uh, who's your most like? Do you get to see your subscribers?
2: It sometimes will show up. Some people, a lot of people, I I guess, maybe have it hidden so it doesn't show us like this the particular person.
0: Have you yeah. had a magician or someone uh watch an episode, or you've heard that they watch an episode or they've subscribed? And you're like, no way, then.
2: yeah. Well, just uh, like uh, last month, Jay Sankey started following the, the podcast on Instagram, and nice. uh, that was that was very cool, and um. Uh, Richard, oh my God, I'm forgetting his last name. But he, no, no, the magician that won Britain's Got Talent, um, like eight years ago. Uh, he oh, started the, com- the general or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The general. And we've had it, we've since had him on the podcast, but that was because he started following us and he started commenting on the, the episodes on, um, on Facebook. And so, That's yeah, so that cool. is really cool to see. That is cool. And I think, uh, That's like, cool. I, I, yeah, it's great. And we hear people say, like, oh, yeah, we, uh, just knowing people have heard about it is great, even if they don't watch it. That's really cool. Oh, Richard Jones. Sorry, Richard. <laughs> Should have known his
1: name. Anyway, enough, uh is Richard Jones uh, so. an African-American
2: magician? <laughs> uh, it's very deceiving if he is, um, but it's that's, okay, it's, I, the, it's the general that you just mentioned before, this guy.
0: Oh, I'm thinking of Eric Jones, I think.
2: That you may be. Yeah, him, we, uh, yeah, Jason's dissed him a couple of times on here, so he probably won't be on oh, here. What? Um,
1: <laughs> Have I? No, I've never dissed him on here.
2: <laughs> yeah, roll the hey, clips. Hey,
0: thank you, by the way. Uh, there was some magician that was, like, giving me a hard time because I had changed my name on Facebook so people couldn't find me. And uh, up, oh, thank yes. you for politely correcting him.
2: yeah Eric LeClaire. That episode was funny. Jason, you lost your shit when um, when he brought up Christopher Blaine. Remember?
1: <laughs> oh man, I was trying to uh, I was just trying to make sure that we're all friends at the end of the day. You <laughs> know? Yeah. Hey, Bob's I, I, got I think
0: a... he just saw it. Oh, yeah, you go.
1: Bob's
2: got a great question. What's it like getting to perform with Josh? <laughs> Thanks, Bob.
0: <laughs> May I answer that honestly, Josh?
2: <laughs> yeah, sure. It's awful, right? There's
0: something I wanted to, I did want to talk <laughs> talk about today. So I'm just going to jump right in. I I created Sherman with uh, my business partner, Mike Tyler. We created the Naked Magicians together. And one of the things we wanted to do was make, when I use the term diverse, I mean in characters. So I don't mean in a politically correct way. But as in, we wanted to have this board of magicians. So it wasn't just five magicians on stage, but it was five different effectively characters giving the audience. Like we wanted to have different characters on stage and we we realized that you josh do something that no one can really replicate you've got this character that that is you like it's not you're the same off stage you love these things beatboxing rubik's cubes dancing that's all a part of who you are like you don't become that but uh it we also realized that you'd never had a chance as far as we knew to do regular theater shows in front of audiences of 500 to a thousand people and watching you a year ago you were like good on stage and then as you know we get together and talk about each performance and then we talk about what worked and what didn't work not just for you but for, like you, you gave me amazing notes on the weekend which I'm so thankful for uh you're rapidly becoming what I think is one of the best stage magicians in Australia uh yeah and Separate to that, your work ethic. Bob, his work ethic is amazing. Like When we do interviews and stuff, uh, doing shows like this is phenomenally inconvenient in that you're often not home or you have to do. I remember, Josh, you had a show like north of Brisbane or or south of Brisbane, but you had an interview at the Sunshine Coast. And then you're like, oh, man, my schedule. This is like I can't have a day, but I committed to it. So bloody hell, I'll do it. And just that I'll do it attitude is just amazing and what this industry demands of us. And I, you know what, I, although Jason's not in Sherman, it's a, I respect the exact same thing about Jason, that he works so hard at his craft and is just a professional. And, I, yeah, so working, I hope I get to work in a show with Jason one day for those same reasons that I love working in a show with Josh.
2: Hey, thanks, bro. I appreciate it.
0: I'm so uh, sorry that was long-winded.
2: That's what we need. We need we need these long-winded answers, you know. Um it fills and the time. yeah, yeah. But also, but you know, but likewise, like working with producers like Chris and Mike are great because they're performers as well. So they get what we need, you know. Um, and they're actually watching the show from a performance point of view. So like all the three acts I'm doing in the show have all become better from being in the show. They've helped add different music or different ways of presenting it or lines to change. Um, endings of tricks. It's uh, Yeah, it's a whole thing. And I can't, I can't believe we get to do it again this weekend already. It's. Uh,
0: I would love, see. Jason, to see the show again because you were at the first ever mm. showman show. Uh, and I would love you to see it again, Jason, to see what uh, what the show has turned into, but to see how Josh's acts have changed because they are very different. Especially, it, can we talk about three-card Josh for a sec?
2: Yeah, yeah, of course. And also I'll just say, Jace, I don't drop uh I don't have the spectator to drop a cube anymore as well. That was the one you I saw. I love so. that. I liked that part
1: of the show though. That was my only part of the show so that I liked.
2: The show's <laughs> like the show's like 20 minutes shorter now. Yeah. But no, yeah, please, Chris. Let's, let's let's talk about it.
0: Yeah, you do. So the the trick you did on Australia's Got Talent that went viral, where you, you know, get find the three spectators' cards by like breakdancing effectively. We had that in Showman and it was one of those ones that was like it was good, but it was like, what's the what's the thing that's that's missing? It's, what's what's like that? And it, we used to have that problem with the Naked Magicians before we came up with the ending. It was like it was it just it was good, and and then I'm like, what what, what if we? Because you were using it just a click track, basically. And I'm like, what if we? I was talking to Mike. I'm like, what if we use a song that everyone knows that goes at that same tempo? And then it's like, what? No, why does it have to be that tempo? Let's just make it faster and a song everyone knows. And then, and then we were like pulling it apart. And we were like, if the audience recognizes the song before, as soon as the trick starts, then they are already having fun. Uh, Instead of just sitting there because the old track was like, and then you start dancing, and then they're slowly catching up to what's going on. But then they don't care now because we use this new song that everyone, that we won't spoil it here, but uh, that everyone's familiar with. And it's just the whole audience straight away clapping. And then the yeah. trick starts. And it's even that, just changing the song and the tempo that you do that dance to. Well, Tell me what that experience was like for you in regards to nerves, having to let go of something that you had made and audience response. I would love to hear that.
2: Well, the first thing was the tempo because now you're, dancing much faster right but it, it's a tempo that i'm i would usually be used to if i was like break dancing or back in the day like battling you'd have like an upbeat song and the first thing i noticed is which you said would probably happen is it'll look like there's way more energy on stage which i think happened like it automatically makes it seem more or oh, more energy and um yeah you could see the audience clapping along it's like it feels good and The fact, I mean, the fact that they all know the song, I think is a bonus, but um, yeah, definitely like when I watch the footage back, I'm like, oh yeah, this is awesome. Cause originally I was trying to be artistic and like, I had a friend design the um, percussion track and I was like, that way, if I put it online, it won't get um, flagged for, you know, a copyrighted song. Like originally that was the, the, the baseline of it, but really in a theater, you can use any song you want. Right. So why not? And I'm, I'm yeah, I'm glad we changed it. Glad we changed it, especially for the family audience. So that way, it's um, yeah, that that the parents will recognize the song, and the kids will just be like, "Oh, this is a this is a funky beat." And uh, that's all. It to worked, say about didn't that. it? Yeah, yeah, And we yeah. You know, I, and I think
0: I gotta ask when you did it for the first time live, were you a little nervous? I I suspect you were. And then if your answer is yes, I'm going to say why. If you weren't, then I'm happy to be wrong.
2: No, for sure. Whenever you're doing something new, you're like, wow, is this going to fly? Well, is this going to, am I going to keep up with it? Um, Mike
0: and I were watching backstage and when you turned around with your back to the audience and put your hand up to start the track. I watched you break character for a second, and you were like, like <laughs> went, <sighs> "And I'm like, oh no, he's nervous." But then oh. you just went and smashed it. It was so cool.
2: Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I, I yeah, I don't even remember that, but that sounds like what I would do. I'd be like, all right, here we go. Remember the beat, because I guess it's not it, it's it, it's not fully in my system yet of um, being automatic. Like that first time, I still had to. Be conscious of. All right, now this is going to come up. Now this hit's going to come up, and for when I catch or find each different card. So I think I I, I was mm. still having to think about the song. Yeah, yeah. But now I now I just enjoy it. I just enjoy it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah.
0: One oh, that thing makes that me Chris, really happy.
2: Yeah, for, for everyone listening, one thing that Chris does really well is he makes sure that we like improve something with every show, even if it's just a little detail. And I think that's happened a lot since the first one in 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 Hotter where Jason came and watched, but um, we have more shows this weekend. Are there things you think will still be able to be tweaked with each show?
0: Uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, when you say tweaked, you gave me a line the other day, just in the second last, we did four shows (laughs) and in in show between number two and three, you gave me a note and then I tried it and it worked because it was a great note. And that, that counts as a tweet. And, yeah, okay, and then I <clears throat> convert to The Naked Magicians, where 1,300 shows deep now. And then we still have after the show, Mike's like, you said this line, it was really good. Or Mike does this, he'll do something bloody hilarious that really works. And <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, absolutely, it'll tweet. And that's it's my favorite thing now about pro- producing as I slowly do more of that and less of performing is that you you keep shining the car. And I think that's like Copperfield has always been my hero in this industry. And I think he's the best example of that uh, uh, to an extreme extent that 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 work ethic of of a trick can never be good enough. And we're nowhere near achieving the amazing things that he does. But I love that if you just go on stage and think, oh, that's it, that's as good as it could ever be, that's ridiculous, you know. And I think... Mm. uh, being able to hear feedback and because I would argue that I have more success as a comedy magician than Josh. And then Josh comes up to me the other day with a line saying, why don't you replace this line that you wrote with this? And I, it was funny. It was funnier than what I had come up with. And I think we all have to be willing no matter what to hear feedback from people that we uh, respect. I know in the past that's been really hard for me, uh, but it's the only way I think we can get better if uh, we listen to notes and and then try it and be willing to fail. Like had your line not worked, uh, just the audience wouldn't have laughed and I wouldn't have used it again. And that's fine. Uh, but they did. So I'm so glad I tried it.
2: Laughter is great. It's instant feedback or not. I guess the same with asking if people leave. Like that's pretty instant feedback. Uh jumping to you Jace you've been changing know. your busking show up a ton while you've been at this festival right <laughs> are you yeah. going through it tell us tell the guys i don't think the viewers really know what's going on but like
1: uh, i do a straight jacket escape in my show now and uh it's crazy cuz it, i used to do like a 25 minute show now it's a 45 minute show with like the thing about a straight jacket escape too is that it's an it's an inherently boring thing to do and to watch I think like it sucks it's such a crappy thing to watch so the trick is to try and be really funny and uh so I do a flip in my show as well Josh oh <laughs> yeah I, I do a flip that. in my show so can you do a flip like, yeah bro didn't you know this I used to be able to break dance as well yeah 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 It's one of the things of that Josh and I could. bonded over originally it's why we became such good friends the boy like, can
2: move
1: we were both doing magic and we were both dancing and yeah you have but, um, to be the only whip cracking break dancer <laughs> in the world isn't that funny <laughs> a magician as well and just all around weird character but oh. yeah the straitjacket was something that i added into the into the show because i was like i need something festival like big festival you know like i can't just do like a close up table magic show and need to do something else so i did there's like vlogs of it too <laughs> Josh and Jason met at a rap battle.
2: <laughs> hey, John John uh, Prentice, thanks for being here. He's got a question for Chris. Curious of the inspiration or backstory of the once tattoo? Is that a story you want to...
0: Oh, wow. Uh, is that, uh, are people Googling photos of me naked while we do uh, this interview? That's
2: they, funny. They They must be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, tell us about it, it it's a, I, w- I would tell the story It's just uh, It's probably a bit Long-winded for this podcast And a bit off uh, topic It's uh, I have But I'll, I'll say I have uh, Like a collection Of tattoos On my body um, uh, Bonnevere My favourite artist Bonnevere My favourite artist Like musician uh, Most famously He wrote Skinny Love uh, But yeah His music 100% saved my life As cliche as that is uh, David Copperfield, Live the Impossible. I think we've talked about that on this podcast last time. This is a sound wave of my grandfather's voice uh, from, I think, the 70s. And then I have the word once uh, (laughs) tattooed there on my
2: chest. Hey, Uh, there it
0: is. And that's me. Uh, And that's it's just from a time in my life and representing a, uh, a new time. Uh, there's, I've been through many chapters in my life and that was one that I got when one chapter ended and a new one began
2: Was that your first tattoo? Yeah
0: it was and I got it uh, on a beach in Thailand uh, but I'm still alive 10 years later thankfully so that risk has subsided but yeah that was hurt a lot there too but this, the forearm <clears throat> one I think was the one that hurt the most because it was so uh, specific and it's a very sensitive part Oh, actually, I'm going to show you guys something cool. I don't know if you can see it. Can you guys see the line? There's like a white line that goes diagonal down through it. I don't know if you can see it or not. You probably I think can't see yeah. it.
2: It's, it's a little fine, but like a scar. There's a
0: fine white line through the middle of this tattoo. It's a scar. And after I got this tattoo, we were doing a Naked Magicians promo for our 2020 US tour. So it was it was December 2019, and we were at Australia Zoo with koalas, so we're shirtless feeding uh, uh, kangaroos. And that was how we filmed the program. G'day, America, we're the Naked Magicians, and we're coming back from down under, you know. And then in between takes, I stood up and forgot that I had still had a handful of uh, kangaroo, like, food. And I just stood <laughs> up and had that look, and this kangaroo is like, give me that. And, you know, with no malice at all, grabs my arm to pull oh. it down and, hit, and then tore straight through my uh, my tattoo. It was good times.
2: And thank God it healed. I mean, if that sound wave wouldn't have registered anymore, that, you know, that would have sucked.
0: Yeah, now the sound wave goes, <laughs> 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 No. Nice. I'm really nervous with everything I say because I know you take like a segment from every, um, every interview <laughs> and put yep. it online and I get
1: nervous oh, I about what sound bite I'm going to make. We've already got like a picture of your nipple now, so...
0: <laughs> By the way, you guys, you guys, there's this i am not shitting on this guy because he seemed like a really nice dude. But there were, I struggled with one of your
1: sound bites. Which As one? You're yeah, going to have to elaborate, guy. brother. I'm good, but I'm not that fucking okay. good. I don't read minds. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, you go, let's let's keep talking, and I'm going to see if I can find the uh, the thing that confused me, and you guys can
1: explain it. Okay. Okay. See it. Let's talk, so Josh, let's talk you're about Josh, you looking it. like Lex Luthor, by the way, is my new favorite thing. You look fucking awesome, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Have <laughs> you found bro. that you're like uh, the flip part of your show has been a bit more aerodynamic? You're not having so much trouble rotating through the air anymore.
2: Well, I'm wear, I wear I a hat, right? But yeah, ah. when I'm running, when I'm running, I'm like just 100 just miles swimming, an hour.
1: Right? Yeah. Do you get like a nice whistle effect? <laughs> you know.
2: <laughs> yeah. If I if I if I if I leave like a line. If I shave like a direct line, <laughs> then the wind current just collectively goes straight through it. It's uh, it's, it's Bro, beautiful. I'm a
1: big fan of your new villain arc. It's freaking awesome, dude. <laughs> he <laughs> rocks it. Hey, the bald hair. <laughs> I, Dude, I've been trying to convince this man for like three years to shave his head, and he finally did it, and I am over the moon about it. You look great, brother. All thanks to Jason. We, uh, one of the most fun things about touring uh, is that you get to hang out
0: with your mates, you know, and there was a lot of, because I'm growing my hair because I have to do the Naked Magician shortly and I have to style it. And there's been a lot of hair mockery over the weekend between uh, <laughs> Josh, myself and the team because my hair's longer than it normally is and Josh's is
1: as God intended. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should do the Lex Luthor thing too, bro. You'd look great as Lex Luthor. Oh yeah! As soon as I'm done with the naked magicians, I'll I'll
2: probably
0: shave just my go hair wild and so that I've, I'm as old as I
1: actually am. I have always said that if I ever started to get a receding hairline, I would just shave it off. Like I would never try to hold onto it. I'd be like, mm. done. Problem I solved. I think
2: I think what you should do, Jace, though, is you should you should shave up to like here. You should have like a bald <laughs> ponytail.
1: Oh <laughs> well, yeah, like the That's like what... old Chinese hairstyle where it's like. Yeah, you know? And then I can like That's... whip it. Yeah, that'd be sick. That would be worthy of a likeness. I chair. could whip the pasta out of someone's mouth in my street show. <laughs> <laughs> With my ponytail. <laughs> what do you think, bro? That'd be uh, solid, eh? Hey? that solid. Hit.
2: Bob's asking if, if you or I, Jace, have any kangaroo injury stories. I,
1: I when when I used to on. ride my kangaroo to school, um, I fell out a few times. What about you, Josh? you ever fall out of your kangaroo?
2: No, never, never fallen out of me kangaroo, mate. No, we, oh. we don't, we don't, they are in the wild like a lot, but we don't like interact with them as much as maybe you're thinking. Um, Chris was like particularly feeding one, and that's how that happened. But, um, you know, at most of the time, it's it's uh kangaroos fighting with cars that are driving past, but it's not <laughs> usually people, it's not, they
1: just like jump on the windshield, right? Like, yeah, I mean, for those I, who I was in, my in life, his home.
2: That's yeah that's right. Um for those who don't know my my grandma actually up north of Queensland she is um a wildlife a rescuer. Sure. She's a kangaroo yeah, yeah, yeah. almost. Yeah, she man. she is the mother to many kangaroos. Um no she's like the the main um wildlife carer. So everyone brings like these injured animals to her and she's always looking after like six joeys at a time. She'll have a possum, a baby possum that just like sits on her head because it wants to like as if it's hanging on to its mom she'll sometimes like have like these little. yeah she'll have that's these owl awesome. these baby owls it's, it's crazy and uh, i really want to really want to go uh visit her this year um,
1: <laughs>
2: yeah but for like i don't know 40 years she's been doing this so
1: that's awesome I've that got some good
2: really karma cool. on my side of the family
1: <clears throat> you animals. got some uh, you got some interesting family members actually now that i think about it like your rock star dad that's also just a videographer like <laughs> you've yeah. this, uh, this auntie that's like a an animal hero it's like
2: <laughs> yeah exactly oh well, my dad uh he's coming to see the show the showman show uh in in port macquarie so it's gonna be awesome.
0: friday 7 p.m right
2: Four yeah tickets. buddy hopefully um yeah yeah he still has a he still has a mohawk but yeah his mohawk is a uh, platinum blonde right now so that's gonna be wild
0: Hey, make sure if he's there, you shout him out uh, from the stage.
1: That'll be special for him, you know?
2: Hey, all right. Yeah, that'll be cool.
1: Oh, it's not going to be special now because he watches the podcast.
2: Uh, I don't know. If you are, Dad, uh, text me because <laughs> this, is a, this is a test. <laughs> uh, all right, Chris, how are you compartmentalizing, like, working on all these shows you're producing at once while being in shows at the same time? <laughs> That's got to be stressful.
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think if I'm being honest, Mike, I probably owe a lot of it to Mike. Uh, Mike Tyler, my business partner, he, uh, you know, he carries 50% of the load and, but also is, is one of my greatest examples of, uh, of working. And I just want stuff, <laughs> right now, uh, for our industry. So I had, I know what my life is, you know, from 2020 to the end of 2021. I know what my life feels like without magic and entertaining people. And it's miserable. It's meaningless. Uh, I am one of the weirdos that finds, this is my wife and kid's, And that's enough for me. Like I'm my happiest when I'm making shows with my friends and performing for audiences. That's I, and I'm blessed enough to find the thing in life that I'm talented at and passionate about. And I'm lucky enough to make a living doing it. And, um, I just, I want it the same way. Some people will do anything for their wife and kids. I, you know, being on, on stage is so much fun. Uh, it's hard sometimes, but it's so much fun. And then the business part, I get to, I get to work with Mike Tyler and uh, make shows. And I don't know, just sleep an hour and a half less a night, and then that adds up. That's an extra business day. Uh, That's a good point. Every week. What's what's a sleep? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I. I <laughs> I work with you, Josh, and I work with Joel Fenton, you know, these, you know, and even Apollo is doing like three things at once. And um, all of these guys, you know, just show me a well rested magician and I'll show you. No, I won't finish that. I won't finish that sentence. (laughs) I just, how am I compartmentalizing it? I, you know what? I was saying to my friends last night, we were talking about if we could catch up this week, and I said, I can't. This is a work week, uh, because I'm in Brisbane for three days. In between um, being away for Sherman and going back away for Sherman, I've I've got some family stuff happening here right now, and it's like this is just a week where fun can wait till later. They'll still be going to bars with my mates next week. Um, this week I've just got to work.
2: I'm glad. I'm cool. glad you were able to label this as work to justify coming on here. We appreciate it, man. Bob it asked the question, PR, and this, this, this never happens. But Bob asked, "Have you have you ever had any problem performers in your show?" But that can't be a thing. Everyone's always yeah, right eye that we've been really lucky to work with.
0: We've been really mm. lucky in this show that we're all friends off stage. We all knew each other uh, off stage beforehand, uh, and yeah, it's 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 gone well. I think I think we're all just so fortunate that it's worked out. You know, uh, there haven't really been any major problems that have, yeah. We're, we're kind
1: of lucky like that. That's, that's wood. Yeah.
2: That's it.
1: You guys should get me in for a season. I will <laughs> fuck your shit up. <laughs> 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 Throw a spanner in the works for you. Keep you guys on your toes. Yeah, that's it. I'm definitely we'll the a... biggest yeah. diva
0: uh, in Showman for now. I'm. Yeah. But I, I reckon you could take me on, Jace.
2: <laughs> when when you work with Jace, well, you'll also need an assistant. That's like his job <laughs> is just to get Jason to everything.
0: <laughs> Jason, you do you doing? live on like on Jason
1: time, like island time, but your version of it? I live. I live on a constant state of I'm busy. So. It's like my priorities are constantly out of order where it's like I need to do this, but then I'm doing that. So I have to do that and then I'll do this <sighs> and then I'm like over here. And then it's like, oh, wait, I was supposed to be here for this thing. Dude, on my first uh, day here in New Zealand, there was an orientation <laughs> for the performers and I was just so busy doing all my uh, like content editing and stuff like that. I just forgot. and then i was like oh shit so i had to like run down to the orientation and i got there just in time to miss it which was fantastic (laughs) and then i just just kind of explained to them like you know i was busy and then go back and back to here and then keep working and then yeah what can i say man i'm the i'm the best uh, that does not fly on cruise ships
0: either
1: does it oh no i've done Definitely misorientations on cruise ships too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, Dude, on on cruise ships. Uh, wow, what was it? I yeah, I didn't get in trouble though. They they seem. It seems that I have this uh, personality trait where people are very forgiving of my <laughs> of my stupidity. Well, you're just a lovely bastard. You're one of the nicest guys <laughs> anyone could meet. Well, I think the I think the main thing is it's like it's like you can screw up at the at those sorts of things, but you but you have to do a really good job when you're like on stage, for example. Do you know what I mean? And I always I always bring the ass yeah. down when I get on stage, especially in a cruise ship. I was absolutely slaying it, so never worked out too poorly for me.
2: So as <laughs> as as, <clears throat> as long as you're at a, a certain scale of performance, you can get away with more stuff. Is
1: that what you're saying? <laughs> I think so. Absolutely, <laughs> that- absolutely. 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 You can. I do my best. Don't get me wrong. I do my best to try and attend everything. Like whenever I have a thing to do, I have to, I have to, you know, I try and attend it all. But yeah, I just, just get caught up. I'm always doing something, you know, I, I solemn relax, you know, I solemn relax. And even when I am relaxing, I'm thinking about what I can do to make that relaxation somehow work. You know, like in a, in a working environment, kind of thing. So it's like, I'll be hanging out with friends, but then it's like, oh, we should talk about this show idea. You know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? Or like, or I'll be like, oh, I've got the camera, so I'll, I'll film stuff while we're all chatting. And you know, <laughs> I'm just like working.
0: Can I ask Jason, do you prefer making content, busking, or theater shows now that you're doing all three?
1: Hmm. This I think is the most quiet. To- if I had to choose one, street performing, 100%. If I had to choose one. But uh, I like all three. Like, all three are nice. Like, it's nice to have a good mix of all three because then it's like it's refreshing me for everything. So, like, I'll go do a hard run of streets and then I feel real fresh when I get on stage. It feels like a new experience. And then I'll do a hard run of stage and then I'll feel real fresh doing the content. And then it's kind of is this, like, circle of, like, refreshing but It's like I get to do a like constant work, but it's always refreshing because it's like something different. Does that make
0: sense? Yeah, yeah, it makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: sweet. (laughs) Jason has to be doing something constantly, so that's why he likes to fill his plate like that. Like that's why. Yeah, Yeah, right. Okay. That's that's why he's talking to us, but he's also flourishing with cards or solving (laughs) a cube or watching videos.
0: (laughs) Surely, every magician on this show. Is fucking around with a gimmick when they're doing. I've got like, I, I don't ever <laughs> use these things ever. <laughs> ever.
2: Beautiful.
1: Yeah, this whole time. Yeah. I've only been sitting there, even practicing your coin rolls, <laughs> brother. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm yeah. Not, I'm not doing it in competition with you, mate, because I am not worthy of a like or a share. <laughs> yes, you are, bro. You're worthy of all the likes and shares.
2: Chris, this question, do you, do you prefer the stage or is there a particular, is there any particular venue you'd rather work or not work? I'll let you decipher that question.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit yeah. like, I think the question okay, okay. is like, is there any particular style of performance you prefer, whether it be stage or some mm. kind of gala style show or, you know, variety or solo or comedy or magic, you know?
2: Because I'll, I'll add in as well quickly, Chris also does just raw up, like, not related to magic. Um, and so that's the thing that it would be the hardest, you would think, for a magician, like to leave their props and try to be funny.
1: <laughs> Keyword, yeah, trying yeah. to be funny, though, yeah, for magicians. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I sort of stopped, hey, uh, for a little while doing stand-up. Just I didn't feel like writing jokes. <laughs> and um, But, yeah, I, I still love doing it. And it's, stand-up's the, the scariest for sure. Uh, Bob, I think, so I'm having two really different experiences at the moment because in The Naked Magicians, I'm on stage for 90 minutes, 90 minutes. And in The Showman, I'm on stage for about 20, uh, pep in between the other acts. And in The Naked Magicians, I'm Mike and I are trying to hold, you know, 1,000 to 2,000 drunk women that are screaming down Uh, in their seats while we do magic and mayhems going on. And then in Showman, I'm doing these family warm, fuzzy magic tricks to make people laugh. And and they're (laughs) such different roles for me. And like even sometimes I wear my glasses on stage in uh, Showman because I, like in the Naked Magicians, I've got to be very. And then in Showman, it doesn't matter that I'm, (laughs) actually 38 and can't see uh <laughs> I, and it, i think physically it's way easier to do showman they're different. and i'm just enjoying right now because it's more my my roots was doing doing that kind of magic family magic and all that kind of stuff and as i get a bit older uh i'm enjoying that show a bit more. I still love The Naked Magicians and it's what I'm most proud of in my career. But uh, right now I'm enjoying being that person in Showman, probably because I'm more that person now uh, at this particular stage of my life. As for theatres, it's it's really hard for me to choose because we've been to a lot. Uh, but I, I love the Schubert Theatre in Boston. That's amazing. Uh, and and I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to uh, the Glasshouse Theatre in Port Macquarie this weekend. Josh, I think I was telling you that it's one of my favourite theatres in Australia. And uh, it's about 550 or 600 seats and it's just, that's my favourite size crowd because it feels big, but you can still interact with everyone.
2: Yeah, I can't yeah, wait for that. Like
1: that.
2: <clears throat> yeah. There's a, we've got a big-ass LED sign out the front with, uh, with showman on it. And um, yeah, I can't wait to be there. Hopefully, I can't wait, Josh. To how does that feel for
0: you as you experience boards and TV interviews and stuff for the first time? Like, not in an ego way, but it's obviously what most magicians would choose when they're first dreaming of becoming a magician. That's what success would look like. Um, and, you know, we were talking the other day about how our poster was next to one of your favorite comedy acts. And you Mm. thought that was cool. How does that feel as that starts to happen around Australia for you?
2: It's crazy, man, because when I do my own shows prior to Showman, you know, I'm booking these parlor venues that have like, you know, 30, 40, 50 people in it. And I really enjoy those shows. Um, But part of it is because I know, you know, if I was to put on a big invest in a big theater, you know, I'm not going to fill that out just myself, just in Brisbane, uh, at least at the time. And so, yeah, to jump into these massive venues, it's what, you know, it's what you, yeah, I'll say it. it's, it's like what you dream of when you start being a magician. Like imagine playing to the, yeah, you know, these gone. big theaters and um and having, you know, a lighting crew and a tech crew and all these things happening. It, You know what? It yeah. reminds me of like when, when we first properly met when you brought me on to do the merch for The Illusionist um like 10 years ago you know um and i got to go backstage for the illusionist because i would help like lift up james Moore, so i got to like be side stage with all the guys that's pretty similar to what we're doing now in in that aspect of the tech and the this and then that and i remember seeing all that stuff and going oh shit like this is like legit you know and now we're uh, on our way to you know we're doing the same thing so like yeah it's it's like a full circle seeing it and now getting to do it um yeah i couldn't be any more grateful bro it's uh it's awesome and just like getting you could be a little this... more
1: grateful brother huh? <laughs> come on let's see it
2: <laughs> here's five bucks um no. <laughs> no it's great it's really great and okay. working on the stagecraft um of being on stage is really interesting too like learning about just all the, like the, the blocking and like you know in a small group you can kind of get away with bumbling or like moving your table around but this is like well this should be here so let's mark the floor so it's always there and you know like how you were marking the camera um where the tripod will go for my close-up bit it's like always in that same spot you don't have to wing it or think about it everything is like meticulous yeah i love it
1: they use the old stage you know when you get the tape and you start taping little lines where things are supposed to be Mm. (laughs) spike tape It's the
2: good stuff. We're gonna
1: spike it. That's it. Yeah, spike it.
2: Spike it. Spike it. Yeah. I Yeah. Can't wait for these shows. On the. You know, Jay. Uh, uh, Jason. When are you back in Sydney this week or no next week?
1: I'm back when I'm back on the
2: thirtieth, bro. Ah, yeah. Still a while away. I was gonna say because like the shows we're going to do are like three and a half hours away from Sydney. So you could almost bust it to us, bro, but
1: you won't be back in time. I'll take, so the, uh, take the scooter, take an e-scooter. Oh, Is it the 30th of April? You're back. No, no, no I'm back on I'm back on the 30th of January.
0: I, I would love you to come to our Canberra shows in April and uh, and see it, which will be a year exactly since you saw it for the first time. Uh, sure we're putting a, a new trick in the show with the whole cast that we're going to debut there. Mike and I were talking about okay. it last night.
1: I'll take a flight up. I'll just uh, you Hell guys can here. just you guys can just send me a, a weird looking invoice and I'll just write it off as a uh, consultation work, so I don't have to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I can claim it on tax. <laughs> that
0: sounds fair. Nice. <laughs> Not that we're endorsing um, any kind of tomfoolery. That's yeah, right.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> does the does the new routine have anything to do with with what uh, Mike and I were talking about in the car home? Like we were jamming ideas for uh, a certain thing involving it, you, actually. But
0: uh, I don't know. So oh, I haven't like, seen Mike in person since uh, we were in coughs. But oh, sure, uh, he said he sure. did say you guys were talking about uh, was it? Were you guys talking about the intro to the show?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The intro.
0: Cool. This is a little different to that, but he, uh, I'm excited to. So he he'll tell me that idea in person, so we can like we have a, a pretty specific <laughs> process with uh, how we <laughs> get excited in front of one another, and then yeah,
2: sick. Well, I can't wait. That's a really great.
0: weird sentence.
2: Yeah, that and for those for those in America, like how Canberra will be the biggest theatre I've ever played in. How many seats is it again? Do you remember?
0: I think it's a. Uh, 13 or 1500 seat theater and uh, it's just beautiful
2: that is ridiculous
0: and that's i it's actually selling really well right now uh yeah it is it's and the Cambridge <laughs> theater center is iconic like that's that's where some of the biggest magic shows in the world have played and, and uh, yeah it'll be our turn to have a have a go and see how we do
1: that's good news
2: yeah, Jase, you have to come to that. We'll give
1: them our best. Yeah. Yeah, I'll yeah, come and support you. Why not?
2: You can vlog. You can vlog your journey getting from Sydney to, to the freezing Canberra.
1: <laughs> and then I'll vlog the whole show and post it on the internet. <laughs> just kidding. Come we on. We have to I'll put
2: be. your camera in a bag when you're on, <laughs> just like people's phones.
1: Uh, you'll have to find all of them, though, brother.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. That's come true. with
1: an arsenal of cameras. <laughs> mm.
2: We have um We have Stephen Bridges on next week who has the body cam camera he oh, yeah, uses like when the, he goes the into the casinos. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that would be is cool that, too, but
0: <clears throat> Is he a magician or is he like one of those uh hustler magician dudes?
1: No, he's a ma- he's a magician but he recently decided that he was going to make a series about uh, playing poker, like learning how to or card blackjack. count and then uh, well, blackjack is poker, but yeah, but um, yeah, playing blackjack at casinos and gambling uh, with a you know an advantage, obviously, because he can card count. And he made this YouTube series, and it is wildly successful. It is a very good series, um, and yeah, he has like all these hidden cameras where he like goes into the casino and plays the game and wins. And it's it's very interesting series. It's it's really good. This is coming oh, from check this out. Uh, yeah. An ex-street performer as well, an ex-street performer magician.
2: Yeah, it's fascinating. Like he yeah. gets – he and he knows all the ins and outs and he knows the, the laws. Then like he, he never gives his ID over because he doesn't want to become, you know, put in the system so people know who he is. So he, when he gets to back off, he's like, okay, sure. but I just like to cash my chip. It's like a whole thing. Like you see all the confrontation that goes on when they do realize he's card counting. You see all the money he wins, all the money he loses. Like it's a whole team aspect. They have like um, an investor who's who invested like what is it a hundred thousand dollars or whatever for these
1: these they do shady four or five people to twenty grand, you know, <laughs> to like yeah, they, it, yeah. Is
0: it? It's illegal, but they can't it's not stop you from doing it. Is that my understanding?
1: No, it's it's not illegal, but casinos don't want you obviously doing that because then they'll lose money. But it's not illegal. It's like that would be like saying, like, I know more moves in chess than you do, uh, so you're not allowed to use those moves. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like it doesn't make sense that someone's good at the game. It can't be illegal. But casinos will, yeah, absolutely kick you out because they don't want to lose money. They're all about making money. So, yeah.
0: I when I moved to so Mike and I lived in Vegas in 2019, and I remember driving <laughs> there one day and. It just, casinos made so much sense to me from this moment, right? So for anyone that's struggling with gambling or thinking about like spending some money on gambling, obviously it's your money. I remember driving into the strip and seeing the Luxor at night, which has this light that shoots out the top of it. So it's a giant pyramid with a light. The strength of that light hits the moon. (laughs) Right. That's, that's how, that's how strong this giant beam. So that's the beam that Chris Angel floated in, in, in series one or two of mind free. But they put that on top of a casino just because like, just like that has nothing to do with pyramids. They're like, Hey, you know what we should do? Let's fucking stick a light on top. that hits the moon, man. That's how much money casinos have. That's how much money, like that's it's built on stealing that much money from people. That they can just for kicks put a light on top of their building that slaps the moon.
1: Get out of it. I mean, that's just heavy marketing, right? Because it's like when you look up, all you're gonna see is that beam in the center of the city. So it's just it's going to attract you.
0: Yeah. You can see it from like an hour out if you're driving into Vegas at night. It's crazy.
2: Wow. Yeah. It's literally like the
0: bat signal for gamblers, you know?
2: So it's the first thing people see driving towards Vegas. Like, oh yeah, we're we're all, we're only an hour away now. That's insane. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's crazy.
2: <sighs> yeah, my
1: goodness. So, what are you thinking, I, Josh? Should we go to the casino and drop five grand on black brother?
2: That's it. Again. Speaking of which, bro. (laughs) While we're on the
1: subject, while we're on the subject, I got a. Since I arrived here, I got a two hundred dollar gift card for the New Zealand casino, right? And I haven't used used it yet, but I'm allowed to gamble it. So I'm. I'm going to go and I'm going to drop that puppy on black, brother. Just let's see if we walk out of that for four hundred. (laughs) Yeah. Hey,
2: I look forward to seeing what happens, man. (laughs) At least least it's not your. There's no risk. Right, there's no risk. Yeah, so
1: they just gave it to me and I'm like, sweet, I'll take that.
2: <laughs> wow.
1: Could
0: you could you convert that into a chip, leave, come back the next day and go, hey, I just want to catch this chip in?
1: I mean, I could, but then I wouldn't have a funny story about that time I got a free two hundred dollars and then gambled it and walked out with four hundred or nothing. You uh, know what I'm saying? That's why yeah. I love you. <laughs> that's why I love you. There's
2: no story. You need a two hundred dollar story, is what you need. Dude,
1: life is all about stories, baby. At the end, of the, day, at the end of the day, it's not what you have. It's what you can tell. It's what the stories you can share. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
2: So Chris, I like that. people, people watching, you know, as a magician are like, and hearing you talk about Vegas, like, oh yeah, Vegas, that's like the tits. Like, that's like, that's awesome. You know, now you've done such a variety of different ways of performing. You know, you had the residency in Vegas, which is insane. Um you know, played in West End, everywhere. Like, what is the favorite, like, is there an end goal for you in that aspect? Like, is there somewhere now that you'd rather be or do you want to just be within Australia making shows? Do you want to be overseas touring shows or show even touring shows that you're not in? Like, do you want to be able to have that day where you have a week where you're just flying to different places to, like, see the opening of your shows or what is it?
0: I, lo- I that's insane that you would ask that question. Insane.
2: Hey, they don't call me Josh, I'm- the podcast guy for nothing. In fact, they don't call me that.
1: Wait, I'm, I'm getting some texts. Hey, brother, uh, that, that line sounded mighty familiar just now. Uh, <laughs> well I
2: didn't end uh, it, but they they actually just call me Josh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> where'd you uh, where'd yeah, you yeah, pick che- that one up from, brother? Hey yeah.
2: Yep, yep, cheers, mate. Yep, good on you. Yep, see ya. Yeah, yeah, yeah like no, nah, yeah, cheers. No, nah, yeah, all right,
1: yeah, no,
0: nah, yeah. 7:30 <laughs> last night, Mike and I were texting one another, uh, some some work stuff, and uh, it was 7:30, and he I woke him up and he's like, Oh man, I fell asleep on the couch, I'm exhausted, I'm going to bed. And he's like, we did four shows in one weekend, um, and I'm exhausted, how did we do as much as we did? And I replied, ha I feel old too, mate. Bloody hell, you and I are so lucky that we got to tick everything off our bucket list before COVID hit. That was last night at 7.32, I sent that to Mike. And um, so as a performer, I was so fortunate because I aged significantly in that two year window where I like crossed over from uh, young adult into old man. <laughs> and uh, I, fuck. I, yeah, even if I don't look that way all the time, I definitely feel older and uh, my characters changed a lot. And I'm uh, yeah, no, I'm just different. And Like, I definitely wouldn't want Vegas now. If someone offered it to me, uh, I I would politely turn it down. But at the time, it was the best thing ever. It was so cool. So, Josh, you almost nailed it exactly on the head. Uh, My dream is to go to, is to have multiple shows running that I'm not in. Uh, Because I'm driven now by making shows. And this is going to sound like I'm doing a spiel, but mike and i learned with the naked magicians that you can take cast and crew from brisbane australia and and make a show with people from your hometown and put it against the biggest shows on the planet uh the biggest shows in the world and we're like well if we can do that with a magic show let's see if we can do it again with a magic show or let's see if we can do it with a with a theater show. Uh, or a play, and so now Eds, we love working with people from Southeast Queensland, uh, performers and creatives, and making shows with them. And that's that's what I wake up uh, thinking about. I I used to think about how I can make Christopher Wayne more famous and make the Naked Magicians more famous. And I'm not embarrassed to say I woke up texting Mike about you, Josh, this morning. Hey, this would be a good idea to add to Josh's act, and uh, that excites me now. So that's yeah, that's what drives me now. Sorry, I get so paranoid when I answer these questions that I'm talking too long.
2: No, no, that's no, good. That's,
1: that's good. That's really good. All things, all things, Josh excite me as well. <laughs> so, can I just magic- say, someone said that I look like
2: <laughs> the AI version of Josh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that. Let me tell that story because okay. that was uh, very funny. My name is uh, Norito,
1: and I do magic and stuff.
0: Did you like? Did you like my? Uh, <laughs> my well, response that, that, at the
2: end of the weekend Josh. that's what i was going to bring up um, yeah. so we were so recently you know a conversation topic we were all chatting about was ai and particularly this chat gpt thing and cuz we all watched um, uh, i watched jordan Peterson's uh, interview on it um, about chat gpt and there was a, a Ben Shapiro great thing where he has he has a debate with the ai and then uh chris was
0: there yeah And just say for anyone, even if you don't like Jordan Peterson, please go and watch his eight-minute talk on this chatbot thing. Mm. Because, he, yeah, political stuff aside, you need to hear what this technology is doing. Sorry, Josh, for interrupting.
2: Yeah, it's wild. And so we were chatting about it and Chris brought up that um, we were talking about how it can write scripts and it can write... books and all sorts of crazy things and then he explained like there's a video that that went really viral and it was of these comedians they made a skit about how they can explain gpt to people and you see the whole video play through like how what is it how do you explain it and then they bring it up and they're like oh well let's try and use it and at the end they write into the chat gpt um write a script about two magician uh sorry two people like in their living room, trying to explain GPT and then it writes this script, which is the exact thing you just saw in the video, and they go, all right, let's try it, and then it loops again around. Really clever. And so we're chatting about all this stuff, and we are amazed at what it's and scared about what it's going to do. Anyway, we finished the, uh, the tour, and Chris writes a really nice, uh, you know, thank you to everyone for, all, you know, all the hard work, and he writes this thing about the end of the, the tour this week. Like, oh, we all liked on it. And then he sent a screenshot of uh, ChatGPT having just written that thing he just pasted. <laughs> so we <laughs> were like, oh, that's so genuine of him. And you couldn't tell Kristen. <laughs> but he used ChatGPT to write a thank you message to uh, the crew, <laughs> uh, which is just such a full circle. You,
0: you wouldn't have known it, right? Had no. I not sent that, you would not have known.
2: I No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't.
1: You know what I've that means? S- the robots are going to take over.
2: Yeah, it's not quite good real, yet at. Um, it's not quite good yet at writing a magic video script because it keeps just thinking all magicians do is wear a coat, hat, and tails, and make things disappear into oranges. Because every variation I write it to do, it keeps saying that. Like it's
1: like, yeah, <laughs> have the My, item I'm vanishing. Just, like, invite audience member to pick a card, that it yeah. goes find audience member's card. Thank audience member for having participated in card trick. You might say something like, thank you, audience member. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck yeah. this robot. I was like, "Like AI is going to take over the world, but they ain't quite there yet. You know what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> yeah, there's a few teething issues, but for the most part, it's it's worth exploring. Oh, one thing it did do phenomenally well is uh, my girlfriend, my fiance, has uh, a business selling horse fashion online. You right, your proposal and she- for you. And she imagined, can you imagine that?
1: <laughs> and then you <laughs> um, show her afterwards. <laughs>
2: no, well, what happened was um, on her website, she writes the descriptions for all of the new products that she puts up there. And I just thought I'd test it out to see if the AI could write a description for a new saddle pad she has. And it did. And it wrote a bloody good one as well. <laughs> um because i think it looked up because i wrote write it for man to the throne and i think it looked up and looked at the style sandy writes her descriptions in and it spat out like like we'll probably use it it was that good (laughs) so yeah we're in trouble
1: all right right, chris you got a funny joke for us brother
0: yeah a a man walks into a library And he says to the woman behind the counter, excuse me, hi, uh, can I please have some fish and chips? And then she's like, so this is a library. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. Can I please have some fish and chips?
2: (laughs) (laughs) That is funny. That is funny.
0: One more joke. One more joke. What does a woman call a man under six foot tall?
2: Let's what find is out. what is she calling? A friend. <laughs> 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 uh this is gold. This is all good stuff. Um well, did you have something I to have, show uh, us? You I wrote down else, something? That sense, or something
1: that something else coming up? Something else is coming.
0: Uh no no no, I Josh I actually had an idea for showman while you were talking before and uh I've texted <laughs> <laughs> Texted Mike calling you soon with a really fucking awesome idea.
2: Oh, hell yeah. I love it. All right. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad the podcast could spike that. And if
0: it makes it into the show, this, ep- please save this episode just in case it makes it into our uh, the trick makes it into show. Then.
2: Hell yeah. I love that. Well, look, Chris, thank you again for coming on, man. All your, uh, Chris's Instagram is in the, the link below. Uh, if you're in, Australia, come and see us in Showman. If you're in New Zealand, come and see us. Even if
1: you're not, fly over.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's right, that's right. And uh, go see Jason. Go see Jason while he's still at the festival. And uh, yeah, anything you want to leave the viewers with, Chris? Any yeah?
0: Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm 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 falling in love with magic a lot. Um, And I think we all have a chance, uh, like magicians, this year to. The, our job isn't very often important. It's just a lot of fun. But uh, I think there's, as the world gets progressively, you know, harder for all of us, I think taking t- giving people fun uh, is, is really important. And uh, it's really special making people not worry about stuff for a minute. I think that's really cool. And uh, I love being a part of Internet uh, Communities uh, for Magic, And I I see two types types of things happening. I see lots of people asking for help and sharing ideas. And then I see magicians wasting hours, days, weeks, months arguing over silly things. And I definitely used to be that magician. And now I watch that and I go, imagine if you exchange some cool ideas with one another instead or built one another up or instead of spending 10 hours checking your phone and getting angry and going, write a show or try something. And I think, Hey, the pandemic's over. Uh, our job is important and fun. Uh, we have a really great opportunity as entertainers in 2023 to entertain people. And I think magic will be better if we do that. I think, uh, the world can be a little bit better if we do that. And, uh, I think that would be really cool. Uh and that's a lesson that I need to because I still get serious and stressed and grumpy and stuff sometimes. But that's the ideal that I want for me in 2023 and showman. I am so sorry for talking that long.
2: Well the last thing that I have to say, Jason, is
0: thanks for listening. It's time for us to disappear now. Disappear now. But we'll see you again on the next episode of the Magic Guys.